2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trana. Thanks for listening. Good show today. We have Ernie Johnson from Inside the NBA, the legendary Inside the NBA. And, of course, he's doing the studio show for Turner during the MLB playoffs. Ernie uh, takes us through some Inside the NBA stuff, talks about the show being so iconic, Chuck, Kenny, Shaq. And uh, it was four years ago at this time when Ernie caused uh, a little stir by talking about the election. We discuss that as well, since we're less than three weeks away from the election. So Ernie Johnson is the guest on this episode. If you missed past episodes of the SI Media Podcast, we had James Andrew Miller on last week to talk about TV ratings and ESPN, NFL contracts, and uh, some sports media news. Al Michaels two weeks ago, Dan Patrick three weeks ago, Kevin Harlan four weeks ago, all in the archives if you've missed them. So listen and subscribe. All right, let's get to Ernie Johnson on this episode of the SI Media Podcast. All right, joining me now, first time I've had him on since hosting the SI Media Podcast, one of the best in the business. So I don't know why it's taken this long. He's the host of Inside the NBA, the best studio show of all time, and he is anchoring Turner's coverage for MLB postseason, Ernie Johnson. Ernie, how are you?
4: Jimmy, life is good. Hope, hope the same is uh, true for you.
3: It's pretty Good. It's pretty good. It could be better, but you know, in these times, we'll take what we can get. It's crazy, you know. From a sports fan perspective, life is very good. I mean, we've had all these games, you know. After a big drought there in the summer, um, and you you know, you went right from the NBA to to MLB. I guess no downtime in between, right?
4: Oh, it was pretty. It was a pretty quick turnaround. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, there were a few days uh, that that we that I had a chance to. Uh, to really ramp up. But, you know, when you have overlapping seasons and you see it coming down the road, then you're able to do a lot of uh, double dip and You're working on uh, baseball stuff while you're working on the NBA playoffs. And then uh, when it cranks up, you're ready to go.
3: We get a nice long vacation once the uh, ALCS wraps up.
4: And it's, it's looking that way. I mean, based on Adam Silver saying that, uh, you know, no... B.A. season until at least January. You know, he said it would start in 2021. Uh, You know, that's the last I heard from him. So, yeah, we'll have a little time here to decompress and uh, hug on grandkids and that kind of thing.
3: That's always good. How many grandkids? I know you have six kids. How many grandkids do you have?
4: Four. Wow. It's tremendous. And the oldest one is is in a softball league, a six and under softball league. And so going to those games and just, uh, you know, sitting in the, you know, everybody's kind of distant and, uh, you know, you're sitting in the lawn chair and, and watching these, you know, six and under girls running around the field. It's a, uh, that's a real joy.
3: Do the grandkid, you said you have one that's six um,
4: five or five, yeah, she's five. A, a six and under league. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. I was going to say, uh, can they, do they ever watch you on television and get a kick out of seeing grandpa on TV? Do yeah. They
4: know, I, can they understand
3: I, what's going on with the sports? Are they too young?
4: Well, I, I think they're, they're probably too young to understand what the sports are, but it, it is strange for them. And I'll get, you know, my daughter and my son uh, will both text me moments when, you know, they're watching a game and then and they look over and, hey, there's Poppy, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't know why he's there. But it was funny when I was uh, early on in my, you know, in, in my marriage, when we just, when we had two small kids, um, you know, it was like my daughter Maggie, you know, came home from school one day and said, you know what's crazy? Brandy's father is not on TV. <laughs> you know, she thought everybody did that for a living. So That's uh, great. It's, yeah, it's, that it's, is it's great. pretty
3: cool. So speaking of being on TV, you're uh, you're doing the studio for TBS with uh, the ALCS. You called games in the past during the MLB playoffs. Do you have a preference? How come back in the studio this year?
4: I think um, the, the folks at Turner called me, Um, you know, a month ago or so and said, Hey, look, we're going to change things up. And, um, you know, are you cool if we do this? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's fine. You know, I, I think, you know, Jimmy, my comfort zone is in the studio. My, my true comfort zone. I mean, that's what I've been doing. Um, What was really, what was special about doing play by play on baseball is it's what my dad did for, you know, 35 years, you know, doing Braves games. And, and so, It was kind of, you know, in the opportunity in those 10 years to do the playoffs um, was uh, just a touch point um, from me to him. You know, I lost him in 2011. And so it was always there was a special part was to just say, I'm doing what my dad did for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, but I think uh you know i had no objections to going back to the studio i love being in here i love working with grandy and pedro and jimmy and um and i and i think uh in in all honesty that's i'm better at that than i am at play-by-play
3: Is there, was it ever strange to you because i i've talked about this with all of the play by people play-by-play play people who i've had on the podcast joe buck and and al michaels and etc um no matter who you are as a play-by-play, whether you're good or not is irrelevant. If you're a play-by-play person, especially when you do standalone games, you're going to get heat from Twitter and other people as well. The only person who's never gotten heat, I think, is been Scully in the history of <laughs> sports broadcasting. But you are so beloved on Inside the NBA. Was it, did you ever get feedback for the baseball stuff that maybe wasn't nice? And was it strange to you? Because Inside the NBA, you get no negative feedback because everyone loves that show. No, That'd be I mean, a little jarring.
4: No, you, but you know, you'd be surprised. You do still get some negative feedback on the inside the NBA. Really? Because, oh, sure. Be, just because you know but those
3: aren't real people who are watching. Those are people. No, who but it's
4: out. but it's you know it's minimal. I, I do think yeah. you know people love the show and they love you know what we've got going on there. Um, but I you know I learned something, Jimmy, and it's you know because early on it would hurt, um, and I and I don't think I realized. Um, the depth of that uh, of the social media um, on baseball till you start doing uh, postseason games and and look I realized that that look people nobody nobody is go- is immune from from criticism that's one of the things I learned from my dad I mean yeah. my dad used to get you know, some you know and my dad was the kindest gentlest man in the world and was such a was such a great listen. Uh, for so many years, but he would still get mail. And, you know, this is way back in the day when you actually had to get a letter opener and open the envelope and then (laughs) read this vitriolic stuff about people who didn't like him. And so...
3: Uh, it's funny you say that because sure. people think Twitter is so bad now, but it's just, it's so easy to fire off a sentence on your phone. I mean, think about the derangement of the person who would write the letter, pen oh, and paper, put it in an envelope, get a stamp, put it in the mailbox. Very,
4: very <laughs> legibly, very <laughs> legibly, and re- really well thought out. Like, wow, three pages of this, of why this guy hates you calling games. <laughs> but uh, but for me, um, yeah, you, you'd you realize that. and And because I was so... Um, tied to the NBA studio, I think, of my TV identity, you know, I got a lot of that, hey, stick to basketball, hey, you shouldn't be doing baseball. I mean, there was there was a lot of mean stuff, you know, yeah. but then, you know, and, and I felt, and I felt as the years went by, there was more of an acceptance, and then people would say, well, you know, I kind of, you know, because amidst the negatives, you'd, you'd still get folks that, you know, hey, I like you calling games. I like the way you and Ron work. I like the way you and Cal work. That's great, but you know, you realize that and, and what you also realize, and that's, you know, it's, it's, it always surprised me. You know, I think, you know, Joe Buck is a great, great play-by-play mm-hmm. man, no yeah. matter what sport he's doing, you know, and then, you know, you'd be, you know, our year would be done. You'd be watching the world series and, you know, you'd be on, you know, checking your thing and say, how can all these, you know, how can people be saying this about Joe? You know, right. he's, he's excellent. Right. And, um, and what I came to learn, uh, in those years of doing playoff baseball was that a lot of times it went with how your team was doing in the series, you know? And so, um, you know, if, if your team was down three, one, man, I hate you, man, you're the worst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Um, and, and, and one of the most difficult series I ever had to do, Jimmy, was the Braves and Dodgers, uh, a few years back. I don't know if it was 15 or so somewhere around there. Uh, and the Braves and Dodgers are playing, And uh, you know, I basically grew up in Atlanta. My dad, you know, was the voice of the Braves for years Mm -hmm. and years and years. Um, And so there was like this already built-in. Well, he's going to be pulling for the Braves. Right, right, right. This is not going to be fair. And I even had an interview before the series began with an LA sports writer, and he was asking me those very same things. Hey, your dad's association with you know, I said, look, I'm I'm a professional. I said I've always I've always tried to play it right down the middle. I don't care who wins. I just want compelling stories. I want right. a great series. I want people during the day when they're at work saying, "Man, I can't get I can't wait to get home and watch the game." And what was amazing is that um, and, and I weaned myself off of, you know, it, it, when I first started I would check Twitter all the time. Oof, or what are they what are they saying? Big mistake. Big and mistake. And it is it's the worst <laughs> it's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And then, you know, so I would and then because I like to share with folks about, hey, wasn't that a great game or hey, you know, and you were almost afraid to go on. And 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 then you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't want to go on Twitter and get into any exchanges with anybody. And so I, I would just kind of ignore that. But it was amazing because I had Braves fans who were accusing me of being a Dodger rooter.
3: That's tremendous. I was,
4: and and it was like is and and some of it was really mean spirited and yeah. hurt because they'd say your dad would be ashamed of you, uh, you know. You should be doing this for the Braves. You and 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 you know you know how long have you been dating Yasiel Puig, you know, <laughs> and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And it and and so it was it was very strange. And then you'd get Dodger fans saying, well, obviously your, your Atlanta bias is showing. Right. So what I took from all of that was. I think I'm doing okay because right. I'm getting it from both sides who think I'm rooting for the other guy. When I, and, and nothing could be further from the truth. All you want is a compelling series with great moments. And, uh, and, and thankfully, I was able to, to be part of a lot of those in those 10 years. And that yeah. was really fun to be, to be part of
3: sport it's just one of those things that like sports fans just don't want to believe that announcers are not rooting they just don't it's you know every it go it, it, i feel like you know it this goes we I, we go through this with every sort of you know people think joe brucer
1: yeah, for the
4: you Cardinals you more excited and, on that home run than right. you did on our home run and it was like yeah. your home run made this game 8 to 1 okay you know and 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 this guy's broke the tie you know so um but you know, where would we be without the fans? So I'm not saying that, uh, you know, that uh, that I resent any of that stuff. I just know it comes with the territory. You just got to be able to handle it.
3: Yeah. So uh, as I said, you're doing the studio for the ALCS on, on, on TBS. I'm, I'm curious because obviously you do that other famous studio show. Um, is it a challenge to go from inside the NBA to then doing the baseball for you? Or is it you're hosting and that's just the way it is and you know what you're doing?
4: No, I think, I think the bottom line on it is you're trying to get your analysts to shine right. uh, and, and put them in a position where they can do their best stuff. And whether that's the NBA show or whether that's MLB, that's, that's what you're trying to do. I think um, the, the only adjustment you make is to how do these guys, um, you know, how do they like to work? Do they like to be questioned and then throw out their answer? Do you need to call on them? Or is it like our show, which is a stake in free for all that, that NBA show? <laughs> you, know, you know, sometimes I say, hey, welcome, I'm Ernie Johnson, and these are the guys. And and then I'm lucky to get another word in some nights because, you know, Shaq is, is, is threatening Charles and, you know, Kenny is stirring it up. And, and there's, such a, there's such a wild give and take some nights. And so I think the only thing that you do when you, when you switch over and you're working with three guys you really haven't worked with in a studio is kind of learning how they like to operate. And, you know, and we have conversations all the time. And I'll say, look, you know, guys, don't, don't feel like you got to be, you know, you got to wait to be called on. You know, like the NBA show, I'm trying to give everybody their touches. You know, I'm right. not going to start every segment talking to Jimmy and then hope. You know, I like to you know spread it around. Okay, Pedro, you know, you take this one first, and so that's what you're that's what you're trying to do. And I think these guys all get it. Yeah. And so they you know they know that it's it's a conversation, and that if Jimmy says something, I don't have to ask Curtis. Curtis will jump right on what Jimmy said. Uh, and so, um, and I, I think the great thing about all three of those guys like our show is that you don't have to prep them beforehand to say I'm going to be asking you this and I'm going to be asking you this. It's like we're just going to let it rip, right. you know. And and so um, I think that that lends to really good conversation and 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 kind of good. You're in the living room watching a game and talking, and nobody's asking for permission to talk. Um, and and I think that's what makes it work.
3: If you don't mind, maybe giving us a little. Uh, behind the scenes and and spilling the beans on something. I'm curious because you said, (laughs) because you said, you said it's about for you knowing what each guy wants, whether he wants to be questioned, whether, so what do you know? Like, what does Charles want? What does Kenny want? What does Shaq want?
4: Yeah, they just all want me to shut up so they can (laughs) talk. That's what they want. Sounds about right. You know what? The first, the first show we ever did on the, uh, inside the NBA, um, when Charles joined and it was me and Kenny, um, they came out for halftime, uh, and as always, that's like with a minute to go before we go on the air um, because we don't rehearse the show. It's it's spontaneous. And, and but Charles had asked Kenny as in the commercial breaks. So what are you going to say about whatever game we were doing? What are you going to say about this? And Kenny said, you'll find out. And that really set the tone for the way the show would go for, you yeah. know, Duck's been there for 20 years now. Kenny is a little over 20. I've been there for 30 and Shaq for the last eight. Um, but that's the way. Uh, we've always done it. And a lot of the credit goes to, you know, Tim Kiley, our producer was, uh, was the guy who really kind of molded that show and just wanted it to be that kind of way. So we weren't going to sit down there 15 minutes before air and say, okay, let's go over segment two. You're going to say this, Kenny, you're going to laugh about it. I'm going to throw this in. and I don't have a clue where the thing's going to go. I mean, yeah. there've been so many nights when we've come on the air and, and I'm ready to launch into a conversation about the Clippers and the Lakers. And Charles says, man, I got it. Hmm. I got three things I got to get off my chest and boom, all of a sudden the show takes a different direction, but that's great. And yeah, I think that's for, what people love for, for viewers at home. It's like, yeah, I'm you know, they're like, wow, what's going to happen next here. And and I'm sitting at, in that chair saying, man, what's going to happen next year. It's the same. Right. thing,
3: Right. Um, obviously you guys were not in the bubble, but, you were in the studio, but how, 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 how much of a challenge was doing the show once uh, the league restarted again uh, during the pandemic? Uh,
4: those Zoom shows were not easy. Um, it looks like, you know, well, okay, you're just going to be doing the same thing you're doing. But technologically, as good as you know Zoom and things like that have been, uh, and some of the equipment that they set up in my basement, which was more than Zoom. I mean, this was a studio camera and lights and the whole bit. But there would be a delay.
3: Yeah.
4: And 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 that that really kills a show like like inside the NBA that mm-hmm. is so freewheeling and guys jumping on what somebody says because somebody would start making a point, but there was a you know, second and a half, two second delay, and then everybody would stop talking. And then everybody would start talking again. And then it, and then so it was it was tough to follow um, and and kind of killed the flow but when we got back in the studio with the plexiglass and the four of us together, and we had this, you know, this desk that was about six miles long. um, (laughs) And, and, but that's, you know, and I thank, and I thank, you know, Warner media and Turner for doing that, for making sure that we were going to feel comfortable, you know, because everybody out here around here is masked up and, and, and we've done everything, you know, everybody's been distant. You know, we've had, you know, research guys who would just, Used to be, you know, Joe Underhill would come out and hand you stuff, and that and all that was over. We, we were doing things in a different way, but it it felt so good, Jimmy, just to look across and see Kenny eye to eye, and yeah. look down at Chuck, you know, and 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 so yeah, going back into the studio for the playoffs was uh, it, it. You you think about the things that you take for granted, and that was one of them. You yeah. know, was like man, it really is good to be back with you guys
3: obviously there was a lot made the one show when Kenny walked out and Charles has said, since he, he didn't appreciate that. He wish he was given a heads up. How did you feel about that? Well, how, looking back now, I mean, do you, do you, are you like Charles where you wish you had a heads up or you were fine with what Kenny did?
4: No, I, no, I I was fine with it and and Kenny had his reason to do it and that's fine. And, and, and so no, that didn't, uh, it didn't, it didn't bother me. I I think all I said was, as I kind of watched him do that, and I said, "I can, I respect, I respect that." Yeah. And 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 uh, now, if Shaq and Charles had had gotten up too, <laughs> you know, then I'm sitting. There, I'm the only non-player, and I'm saying, "Okay, I'll, I'll, you know," because what I think is um, that was a statement that Kenny was making. Right. And I appreciate that. Um, at the same time, the input that. Shaq and Charles had on the rest of that show, and Chris Webber, I think, is valuable mm-hmm. uh, to be there and to and to voice those. So right. Kenny voiced his by saying, "Look, I, I don't want to be part of this tonight." And the other guys voiced theirs by saying, "I think what I have to say is valuable." So it's you know whatever approach that that they had, but I didn't have a I didn't have an issue with with Kenny doing that.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The one word we have not mentioned here so far, um, but it's obviously what the show's all about, is chemistry. Um, what, I'm curious. What is your relationship like off the air with the guys? Are you guys in communication a lot? Group texts? Is it just you show up and that chem- you, the lights go on? The chemistry's there. You guys roll, or is there are there relationships off air as
4: well? No, I despise them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it it is it is great. There are a lot of group texts, and mm-hmm. there and then there are separate texts, and we kind of you know we keep in touch, you know, and I'm like. No, hey, Chuck, um, I got Georgia. I'll give you the points against Auburn. We you know, know. Chuck and, likes those texts. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, he loves it. Well, <laughs> I really, I really like this year's. So that was good because Georgia yeah. beat Auburn again. But yeah. uh, no, there is, you know, we check in on each other occasionally. And, you know, I think some people get the impression that, you know, we're all joined at the hip and that if you see one in a place, the other three must be around there too. But we all have lives and we all right. have things going on and, and you know, Shaq's got a million business things going on, you know, Chuckster's on the golf course. I've, you know, I've still got, you know, I've got, you know, things going on at home that I've got to tend to. So no, we all keep in touch and we all, um, you know, I, I've said it before I grew up with two older sisters. This is as close as I'll ever come to having brothers. And that's, uh, you know, and I appreciate every day, the fact that in a, in a business, Jimmy, where there where turnover is seen as, uh, as a requirement that, you know, you, you know, we need to we need to freshen that up. We need to change this up. We need to yeah. put this guy with this guy that we've had, uh, you know, the staying power and the longevity we've had where uh, any one of us would do anything in the world for anybody else on that show.
3: Well, the show has 11 Emmys and you have six. So, I, you know, I, I, well, I
4: got f- no, I got five.
3: Oh, then Wikipedia is wrong. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm blaming Wikipedia. All do you right. care? about Do you care about those things or it's, you know. Not a big uh, deal to you.
4: It's not why you, it's certainly not why you do it. And I think yeah. every, you know, every year that, that I've won that, I've said this could have gone to anybody in this, in this group, because we all, look, we all are so lucky to be doing this. Um, if mm-hmm. you would have told me, you know, when, when you start out in local TV, and then you're, uh, you know, you're going from Macon, Georgia to Spartanburg, South Carolina, and then, and then to Atlanta, you uh, and these are all stays of you know like a couple of years in Macon, a year in Spartanburg, um, you know six seven years at WSB in Atlanta. You never, and never put it in terms of, okay, where's the place I'm going to spend thirty years? You know, and all of a sudden, you know, when I started at Turner, I didn't know where that would take me. I just knew it was a it was a national stage now, and you know, and um, and it was you know, it was, it, it's been a, it's been a wonderful ride. And so you don't do it thinking, well, boy, I hope I get the Emmy. I hope I get this. Um, I think when you start thinking in the, those terms, it's really dangerous and, and it makes you really me centered.
1: Yeah. And
4: you're saying, what can I do for me? And not what's going to make the show better. Uh, and I, so I think, uh, you know, yeah, those Emmys come as a result of, <clears throat> of just a really great team effort by everybody. And, and the fact that people like the show.
3: So like I said, 11 Emmys, and we, and we mentioned the chemistry, but I'm curious, um, you know, Charles's head is full of controversy. I think some of it funny, some of it stupid, some of it not, you know, the fat women in San Antonio or whatever, and a couple of other things along the way. But um, have you – and it doesn't have to be for one of the controversies, quote-unquote, but have you ever gotten mad at Chuck or thought he's gone too far, did something on this set or said something that you were like, okay, let's, let's pump the brakes on that one?
4: Well, I mean, the, the night he ripped up my notes <laughs> –
3: <laughs> was that live on the air? I don't remember that for some reason. No,
4: this was in a commercial break, Jimmy. And I, oh, that's even worse. We're doing the um, we're doing the conference finals remotely, you know. So we're at the arena, right? And, and this was this was several years ago, and I think Magic was on the show that night. Me and Magic, Kenny and Chuck, and um, and look, I I have you know they come up with a format for the show you know with the elements that we have and it's it's a bunch of pages long so i always whittle that down onto onto index cards that are like this size right um, and so and, and so there's one from like from last night's show that right. just has just has the elements right there that okay we're doing um a game 4 promo mm-hmm. Pedro's got a breakdown, Jimmy's got a breakdown, Curtis has a breakdown. But
3: stuff you need to know.
4: Yeah, it's just like the roadmap yeah. for the show. Right. And then in there, I'll I'll jot down a few things like, uh, okay, his, at, his batting average was this, or you know, something about about a player. And so I had those, you know, in front of me as I always do going through a show. And Kenny said something like, I dare you to rip up his cards. And this was in the this was in the commercial break. <laughs> and and um, and I and I thought they were just messing around. Right. And, and he says, oh, no, I dare you. And Charles said, really? And and I'm now I'm kind of listening, like, is he really going to do this? And, and then he reaches over on the table and rips him in half. <laughs> and um, look, Chuck could destroy me, <laughs> but I felt like swinging on him. And because to me in that moment, it was like, they don't respect what I do. And, then you know, this is years and years ago. I said, they yeah, don't yes. re- They have no respect for for the work I've done to get for this show so that I can try to make them look great. Right. And and so we came back from commercial break live and I'm steaming. I mean, I and so, you know, I asked, you know, Kenny, a question you know, he took bloom, boom bloom. And, you, know, you know, Charles about to jump in. I went over to magic. And so magic, what's the thing, and, you know, <laughs> and so magic starts talking. So I just ignored him. I didn't let Charles in that, that segment. It was like, I just froze him out. I, I, and, and we had a talk later. And, and yeah. Kenny, Kenny since has a couple of times that, Hey, I bet you no, I'm never going to do that. Uh, so we, I think that we, we kind of had an understanding there, but um, that's about the only time I've ever had an issue. So, so
3: Chuck understood it, where you were coming from and why you'd yeah. be so pissed. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. And, well, and he, said, he said before, I didn't. You know, I didn't realize that was so important yeah. and I, I said, this is this is kind of this is what I do. You know, I, I said you guys are, are the players, I, and you know, I'm the I'm the guy who went to school to learn broadcasting. Okay, and this is how I do my job. So so don't do that. Yeah. too Yeah.
3: That's pretty great. I know we have to wrap, but. I mean, we're, we're less than three weeks away from an election, so I, I've got to bring this up only because it was such a big deal in 2016. You must be happy you're not going to be on the air during the election. I, obviously, the circumstances you don't like, you're not on the air because the schedule is all messed up because of COVID, but if it happened in 2016, you must be happy to say, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sit this one out, I would assume.
4: No, I didn't. No? No, nah, no. I mean, all, right. all I did in 2016 was tell, tell folks how I processed what was the election, you know? And I, uh, look, I process everything through the lens of my faith, you know, that I said, this is not going to, this is not going to destroy my world. I said, and I look and and I said, I, I couldn't vote for Donald Trump. And, and so I had issues with Trump and I had issues with Hillary and going into that election, it was like, remember all the polls were, okay, Hillary's going to win this thing going away. Right. You know? And so, um, so when I, so when I wrote in John Kasich, it was like, "Look, I'm 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 not going to support either of these two people." Right. Uh, if I thought, you know, as I as in retrospect, if I thought, "Hey, this is coming down to my vote right here," you know, if I paid attention, to everything and they said that this this thing is a toss up. Right. I. I would have voted for Hillary Clinton right. just because I, I couldn't vote for for Donald Trump. Right. And so and so that's and and it was really a statement of it was a statement of my faith. And it was a statement, right. I think, of I, that I think was reflecting what a lot of people were thinking at the time. Because, look, if you talk to our our social media bunch, I mean, that was the most reacted to thing on social that we've ever had at Turner at right. the time. Right. I mean, there were 15 million views on Facebook of what I had to say about the election and the overwhelming amount of it was positive and supportive, you know, I found, had, you know, but it was. Yeah. But so so I don't regret saying any of that. Well, this
3: would be my question, because uh, so when I was doing the research for this, I, I had remembered you said something and I remember it being a thing. So I went back and I watched it. And the only thing that I found interesting and in re- well, interesting. What I found a little surprising in rewatching was that you openly said that you had voted for Kasich, which is, you know, broadcasters on TV usually don't go there. So if you, so if, if this was a regular season and you were on the air, you know, in the first week of November, would you again reveal who you voted
4: for? Sure. Okay. Sure. I mean, right. because I think I put my, because I put myself, uh, and, and again, that went with, um, my reasoning in 2016 was look, I feel like we we were belted, dealt a bad hand with the candidates that we have. Okay, and so you know, and if somebody is saying at home, well, then who would you vote for? Uh, if you don't say it, then it's like, well, what are you trying to hide? You know, and mm-hmm. so uh, I had nothing to hide there, Jimmy. It was it was. Look, this is this is who I am, and this is how I process it. And I and I realized that at any time uh, in a two-minute segment that I had that when you mention Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and Jesus in the same sentence people are going to talk okay and so uh and so I have you know I have no regrets about that and I know that look there are people out there who said oh you know but but by not voting for Hillary you actually voted for Trump no and then and I said and I've looked at it and I said look in the state of Georgia where I am if I had voted for Hillary Clinton uh Donald Trump would s- has still have won the state of Georgia Right. And 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 if they I and mean, if they say well it's people who thought like you if there were that many people thinking like I thought like they're un, they're dissatisfied with the choices here then then that speaks much more of, uh, than just who I voted for it speaks to uh, a general uh, uh, disappointment by the voting public with the choices that they have yeah. so.
3: Well, I think it's um, I think it's great Turner lets you go there because I don't I think a lot of networks would be scared out of their wits so I I I give Turner they, a lot well, of they credit. They
4: probably they probably were in the course <laughs> of that that two minutes that I had, but uh, as it turns out, um, you know it it, w- it was funny a couple of days later because my wife and I are sitting there on at the at the breakfast table on Saturday morning and we're looking at uh, uh, Facebook and she said, "Man, you got 15 million views on that thing." I said, I, "That was never my intent. My intent right, was." Right. That that is is that wow what a surprising election and this is how I process it right so, well th-
3: yeah when I watch it again this morning it looked like you were trying to have some sort of calming effect on what was going on in the country and, and
4: you know yeah Jimmy because I was saying look a lot of look, no matter who the president is it's up to us to make this country what it is you know it, it's up to me you know as I said that night to be a fountain and not a drain and and what yeah. can I do to be a better Person And be a better American and make the make the world a better place. And yeah. so let's not lose the fact that that we all have that responsibility. And 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 I think that's, you know, there, there were there were a, there were a few layers to that message, yeah. uh, you know, besides people who just latched on to Boy, this guy voted for Casey. Right.
3: Know? Well, n- now that you admitted that you would reveal who you voted for this year, I'm, I'm bummed you guys are not going to be on the air because I would like to see that whole how that whole goes down. But, you know.
4: No, I mean, and and again, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't vote, you know, we didn't say this before the election. It wasn't like we got on and said, hey, you need to vote for this. You know, we weren't telling people how to vote or who to vote for. We were, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, in retrospect, you know, two days later, um, who who we did, who we did vote for.
3: I know we got to wrap, but I should also say, good job by your colleague Shack there voting for the first time this year. He revealed that last week, yeah. and you know, it's that's what we need. That's it, well,
4: without question, without question. And I'm sitting down here and I'm looking at video of you know I live in Gwinnett County down here in Georgia, and I'm looking at the video of the, the day. You got yeah. massive lines and everything else. I just this is going to be this is going to be so interesting to to watch. I Jimmy, I have no idea how long it will be from election night to when we know who the president is
3: you know? i yeah i i, I yeah I, I better not go there i don't want to get you entangled in this but i don't <laughs> i don't i don't think i i don't think he's ever gonna leave whether he wins or loses until someone forcibly gets him out so i uh, you know i it will be interesting i'll just say that um i appreciate you coming on and and getting into this with me here at the end, but like I said, it, it, you know, it's less than three weeks away. So I had to, I had to bring that up. So I appreciate the honesty. Oh, sure. No
4: problem.
3: I'm a huge fan of the show. I can't thank you. You provide me with so much content for my daily column. So I thank you guys and uh, enjoy the time off after the ALCS. I guess if it, I guess your last game working would be Saturday. If it goes, if although it goes the Astros, yeah, the Astros are struggling right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Tuve well, thing is, is interesting, man. That, it, you know, people relishing a- in that, it, that's different. When they got the yips like that, that's a whole different thing than just someone slumping. Like, I, I, I don't like the karma angle on that at all. It feels.
4: Uh, weird. It's just, it, no, it's amazing to see. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, um, you know, I, I started thinking about, uh, remember Steve Sachs with the Dodgers years and years ago.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, when he couldn't make a throw. And, and, and the shortest throw in the infield and he couldn't make it. And, um, and I remember Pedro Guerrero when he was with the Dodgers playing third base at that time uh, when Sacks was playing second, and they said, Hey, what are you thinking in a big tight spot in a ball game? And he said, don't hit it to me and don't hit it to Sacks.
3: Yeah. 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 Wow. I
4: right,
3: Well, enjoy the rest of the ACS and hopefully we see uh, you Chuck and uh, Shaq and Kenny in January.
4: Um, count on it.
3: Great. All right. Take care. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate, Appreciate it. you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay. My thanks to Ernie Johnson. Enjoy talking to him a lot. Looking forward to Inside the NBA coming back in normal circumstances. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. If you've missed any past episodes of the SI Media Podcast, make sure you go into the archives and check them out. We had Jim Miller on last week to talk about uh, sports media news, NFL, ESPN, and, and TV rating stuff. So check that out. Two weeks ago, Al Michaels. Three weeks ago, Dan Patrick four weeks ago, Kevin Harlan, all in the archives. So give it a listen, download, subscribe, rate, and review. I appreciate it. And uh, that wraps up this episode. We'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care.